You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 103 called 10 EdTech Swiss Army Knife Tools. In this episode, Geis and I will discuss... 11 Swiss Army Knife style EdTech tools that are a one-stop shop of amazing learning opportunities. We'll also discuss some of our go-to EdTech tools for 2022. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. This is uh, going to be a great episode. I'm I'm very excited about tools that do multiple things and give you multiple choices to choose from. So that's the whole gist behind this Swiss Army knife. So we know that a Swiss Army knife really can, it's like MacGyver's tool of choice, you know. You can do anything with this thing. So a lot of the tools that we talk about today in segment two will be just that tools that do a lot of things. And uh, we want to definitely share those. But before we get into that, Nick, how's your week been going? Uh, my week has been, I guess, good. I guess so. Interesting, if nothing else. We are, we're doing some remote teaching again because as we are recording this in mid-January of 2022, we, we're knee-deep in another COVID wave. So the, the students are, are learning from home. So we are in, in the building teaching via Zoom. And it's just not a great situation. I mean, we make it work and everybody is professional and, and we've done this a lot over the past couple of years. So it's happening, uh, but of course it's not the ideal situation. So it's just, it's just kind of a strange time, but I'm, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there and uh, you know, it's exciting for me to get on here and do something that at least feels normal, like record another podcast episode. Uh, what about you? Anything uh, new and interesting happening since our last recording? Uh, we, we had a little bit of snow, I think, since our last recording, and I had the two, four, and six-year-old out sledding for the first time. I think it might even be my six-year-old's first time, like, where he remembers it. I yeah. asked him if he remembered it the last time we went, and he said, nah, and he had no clue what sledding was, and we did it, and of course, that's all we want to do now, and the snow's melted already, and <laughs> so, you know, the other day, we went down there. Tried to take the sled down the hill without the snow. It's frozen ground. I thought, you know, maybe it would work. And, you know, it did for a little bit. And then three or four times down, then we weren't going anywhere. But it's all good. They enjoyed it. I'm enjoying uh, being here podcasting with you. And another thing that's kind of cool is we released another blog post. So I just wanted to take the, the time to share about it. It's been exactly a year since I did my solo episode on building my ed tech toolkit. And I decided I wanted to reflect on that and reflect on the year and see how it changed. And it has changed. The needs of my students have changed. The content in which I'm teaching has changed. So to better serve my students, I needed to make sure that I, you know, put a couple of my ed tech tools on the back burner and also let a couple new ed tech tools shine front. Now, I will preface this by saying that I am a firm believer in using minimal tools in a classroom 
uh, and multi-using them for different purposes. So I, I do like slides. I could use slides for almost anything that I really need to do. But then, you know, I might use some things that I use as a teacher that's going to enhance those slides, or I have the students choose from, you know, three or four different tools that we'll use often. But in this blog post, I really wanted to also showcase a couple other tools that people are using and that they're using well. And I've also learned how to use them. So in case I have to pull them out. So uh, check out this blog post. Uh, I think I called it Building My EdTech Toolkit, my go-to EdTech tools for 2022. What I did is I broke up these EdTech tools into several different categories because these are the types of functions that I want in my classroom. So I, I am a student-centered classroom, but I really believe in students being content creators, working with the content and creating new content for other people to learn from. So I broke the categories down into presentations, audio, video, feedback, curation, classroom management, creativity and graphics, collaboration and organization, and then finally gamification. And I gave Sometimes it's just one tool. Sometimes I gave a couple others, but there are a lot of great tools and a lot of great resources within this blog that I think uh, you'll enjoy. If, if you enjoy this podcast, you'll definitely enjoy the blog. Some of them I talked about before. Some of them I, you know, are my diamond in the rough and I, I keep them in my back pocket for when I need them. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good list of tools for sure. You know, if you can't listen to a full episode if you feel it or you prefer to just read over sort of like a written summary of some of our favorite stuff this is this is a great place to get it uh, so you, you definitely are going to want to check that out on gottech.com our website we also have I don't, we can't share too much about it i don't think so this is more just a teaser i suppose but we we have some exciting news coming up uh, for the podcast uh got tech the podcast is it's almost like I feel like we're leveling up a little bit uh, in the in the podcast world, and I'm pretty sure that's all we can say for now. So we just wanted to let you guys know that are listening in that we have some cool news, and probably in the next couple episodes can officially announce this news. You might, if you're if you're sleuthy online, you might already have been able to figure this out because uh, well, that's all I'm going to say. But we do have some exciting stuff. Can we give more, or is that pretty much it for today? You think? I think that's pretty much it for today, but yeah. you know, we are very excited about the opportunity and we're very excited to be a part of something bigger than ourselves and something that might be able to help the greater good a little bit more than what our current reach is. And this is something that's very important to us. We don't do this uh, for any other reason other than we want to help people. So hopefully that shows in our in our episodes and the content that we produce. But yeah, we're very excited about it. But I think right now we could get right into the bulk of our episode. You can follow Got Tech outside the podcast at gottech.com or on Twitter at we got tech. All these ed tech tools that we're going to share that serve as Swiss Army knife tools. So Basically, to qualify for this, it has to do more than just a couple things. There has to be a lot of functionality within each one of these tools. I'm going to go ahead and start this off, and I'm going to live in the world of PDFs. And I was supposed to just pick one tool that fit this category, but I couldn't do it because I think there are two tools that I really, really enjoy. The first one is PDFCandy. So if you go over to pdfcandy.com, pretty much anything you want to do to a 
PDF you could do here. You can compress it, merge it. You can uh, take it from PDF to Word or Word to PDF. You could go to from Excel to PDF, JPEG to PDF. So really any way that you want to convert it, you can there. You could also rotate PDFs. Sometimes when I scan in my PDFs, they, they turn 90 degrees and it's super annoying. And maybe I want to rotate them back. I could do that. Uh, you can lock and protect your PDFs with PDF Candy. Just a lot of things that you could do here. You could add page numbers. You can extract images from PDFs, extract texts, add a header, footer, those types of things uh, for PDF Candy. So there's a lot of really awesome tools within PDF Candy. That's what makes it the Swiss Army knife. And then the other one I brought in because... Surprisingly, I don't see anywhere on PDF Candy where you can actually edit. Uh, I do now see where you can edit the PDF. It's hidden a little bit. You could also split it. Those were two that were tucked in. But I'm going to tell you this next one. I really like it because it allows me to fill out PDFs online. And the reason why I like it is I just had to fill out a bunch of paperwork for my one son. He's going to have a guest come into the classroom, observe him a little bit. And I needed to fill out, it was like 15 pages of PDF documents to allow this to happen with everything that's going on out there in the world today. So what I did is I drug all those PDFs over. It was one big file, put it in there, and I started typing away. And it's awesome. This is called PDF Escape. Uh, and you can find that at pdfescape.com. But there, you could just drag and drop your PDFs in there, uh, and it will allow you to edit the PDF, and it will also allow you to fill it out right online, and then you download it, and it's right there for you to go. So you can annotate the PDF documents, you could fill them out, uh, and you can edit them, and it's just going to create a new PDF for you to send back to wherever you need to. So my two tools, PDF Candy, PDF Escape, those are both quality Swiss Army knife tools for PDF. Yeah, a lot of people I've noticed don't know that you can even do any of this stuff and, and make a PDF your own. You, you can do it. You know, for a long time, you needed the correct software to do that. But these days, there's lots of ways that you can make them your own and do all kinds of stuff. And, and both of these are good Swiss Army knife tools because... They kind of bring all that together into one spot. So good picks there. And I hope my next one is equally as good. has nothing to do with PDFs. This is more on the, I don't know, maybe like fun gamification while still learning type side. Uh, it's called Fun Brain. Fun Brain, and that is going to be found at funbrain.com. Funbrain.com is um, what's well, like an online resource, a repository of Tons of different stuff, and that's why I thought it was a, a good Swiss Army Knife tool. It's got games, it's got videos, it's got online books, it's got uh, something else that they call a playground that I'll get into in, in a second. They also have a specifically a math zone, but pretty much it's a bunch of web-based activities within those different categories that you can send uh, students to 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 learn and, and ideally have fun while they're doing it, right? Because it's all very game-based. It is pre-K through eighth grade, so it's not for the secondary level, um, but you can find a lot of good stuff for the younger grades on here. Um, just some of the stuff that you're going to find, and when you go there, you'll see it's all grouped by grade level, which makes this really nice and easy to navigate. 
it's also just a super clean looking site to, to begin with. It's uh, very easy to figure out. There's like no learning curve whatsoever. But in what they call, let's talk about this playground section. There's just there's just things that the kids can click on and, and play or read or watch or do. Uh, some of them for the very younger grades, I see a, a math a math baseball. So you're playing a baseball game and learning about math at the same time. Uh, there's one called Pig Pile. It's like a little farm animal-based game um, for all grade levels. Cake Monster, Frostbite, these are all games. Um, there's books that the kids can, can read a, as well, including interactive videos. And then, like I said, a, a specific one that focuses on, on math, which is you know straightforward but super great. Um, I thought this fit just because of the extreme quantity of stuff they have. I haven't counted them, and they don't list an exact number anywhere that I can find, but it has to be thousands of different activities, um, and I like it especially just because of how easy it is to to browse these, either by grade level or or by type of thing. So if you're looking for a digital book to read, you can find that super easy. If you're looking for videos or games or, or whatever it might be, um, this is one you're going to want to check out, even if maybe you're not a teacher or maybe you just have your own kids I think this would be a cool spot to send them. So check out funbrain.com. Yeah. So while you were talking that whole time, I was playing math baseball and I scored nine, <laughs> nine runs. So I think I'm on go. my way to being a, an all-star. So yep. <laughs> I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. But uh, yeah, one, what's cool when you're playing these games, you can change that. If you find out that it's too easy for you, you could change the difficulty and it will kick it up a grade. Or, you know, make the problems a little bit harder. Nice. But I think Fun Brain's great. I, I'm going to introduce this one to my my six-year-old because I think he would dig this baseball game. Um, he's bringing home a lot of different sports books. Uh, every week it's a new sport. And uh, last week he brought in a book on ballet. And I didn't know that he brought this book home. And uh, all of a sudden, I see him, like the top half of him in the kitchen, trying all these ballet moves. And I thought it was really cool. And uh, I don't know why, but that was a tangent because it has nothing to do with Swiss Army knife tools. But it just made me think of him. So there you go. There's That's a good story. to know. That's There's a story know. about Bo for you. <laughs> uh, we'll go into our next one. It's uh, Book Widgets. Uh, Book Widgets is one that I actually found on Twitter after just uh, talking with some you know, interactions that happen because of the blog posts that were released. There's a uh, connection that I made. Her name is Cheryl Place. Uh, she works for, uh, she's a former teacher and she works now for Book Widgets. But it's a lot of interactive learning uh, things in here. So you could start this for free. Uh, you go in, you enter your information, all that good stuff. But once you get in here, there's a lot of things that you can do. And you could separate it for an elementary school teacher, and it will just give you resources based on elementary school or secondary or whatever it may be. But there's a lot of things you could do with book widgets. You can make crossword puzzles that are specific to your content. You can split a worksheet. You can do an active plot. There's so many more things here. You could do exit slips. They have quizzes. They have web quests. They have worksheets, crosswords, jigsaw puzzle, mind maps, uh, randomness, word searches. I'm just going through. They have some 3D uh, things that they do here. You can make timelines, flashcards, whiteboard, bingo card, hangman, memory game. 
So as you can see, these are a lot of tools that students like, or a lot of gamification things that students like to use. So that in itself is cool. And then, you know, how easy it is to customize these, each one of these based on your content is, uh, you know, something that is very appealing to the teacher. It's, it's just super easy to use, push out, and get feedback from your students, see what they know, what they don't know, and uh, make adjustments to your classroom. So check out Book Widgets. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but like halfway down uh, on their website, one of the things that uh, looks like it's going to be best about this is how you can watch uh, what your students are doing live. You can follow their activity and like literally see in real time what they're working on, the questions they're answering. They have a little like an item analysis. So as they're answering questions, it'll sort of flag in, you know, the typical red, green, or orange colors, what students are struggling with and what they're not. So you can then check in with those individuals or of course address the entire class. So this type of data is is really great. And it's something I always look for with tools like this because you want you want a way to see this information and you want the activities that your students are doing to be actionable almost so you can make use of, of their work to move them forward and it looks like book widgets makes that really easy so that's going to be an important part of that tool and it looks awesome too so i'll get into my next one then it's called i'm gonna my brain wants to pronounce this geogebra i don't know why i think i'm just looking at the end and it wants to make it sound like zebra although i'm sure it's a combination of geometry and algebra so it's probably Geogebra? Yeah, Geogebra. That's most likely how you say it. So I apologize, Geogebra, if we're doing this one wrong, but we love your site. So I hope that's good enough for you. It, it's uh, really, it's a place you can come, a website you can come to by, at geogebra.org, by the way. And it's just like a bunch of math tools, online math tools. And I thought it was a good Swiss Army Knife style tool just because of how many different things it has. So one of their main it seems like one of their main things are online calculators, online digital calculators, uh, but in all sorts of different types that the students can use for online testing scenarios. So they've got um, a graphing calculator. They have a scientific calculator. They have a specifically geometry calculator. Um, this would not be a calculator necessarily, but they have graphing tools. So you can work on different types of graphing activities here as well. Uh, they have an entire calculator suite, they call it. So you can see what's there, including a 3D one, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so that's what a lot of their stuff is going to be focused around are these calculators. Uh, besides that, they have also have lots of just sort of pre-made math activities and tutorials. So, you know, if you want to teach your students how to you know, learn to use a graphing calculator, they have a tutorial built in that's just for that. And you can click it and use it and have them sort of log in and join and go through this along with, as I've said before, just a bunch of activities that are like ready to go. Um, this includes remote learning templates. I'm, I'm sure math is one of the harder things to do in a remote classroom setting because you, you can't really do that thing where you walk over and see what your students are working on. Um, but this is a way that you can uh, sort of use some of their templates to get as close to that as possible. Everything is grouped by topic. So if you're teaching functions, you can go to the, you know, the little functions subpage and see what activities and books and tutorials are available there. If you're teaching geometry or arithmetic or algebra 
or trig or whatever it is. I'm in the trigonometry section right now and they've got, uh, let's see, a parallelograms tutorial. They have a area of triangles uh, online book tutorial. And, and I could keep reading, but pretty much any math related topic you want, geogebra.org is gonna have some materials for you. Oddly enough, they also have, and this was sort of like when you're digging through that Swiss army knife and there's a secret little tool that you didn't even know was in there, they have a collaborative whiteboard space as well. Uh, so if you're using it and your kids are at this website already, maybe for one of the calculators, you can give them a class code. And then with that class code, they can join the this whiteboard space so you can work with your students on the same essentially the same piece of digital paper. So I think that's cool. I love collaborative whiteboard spaces and this looks like another good one. So check it out, geogebra.org, math teachers, that one's for you. Yeah, I'm in here looking at the 3D calculator because that's what caught my eye. And I'm, yeah. I'm drawing points on a plane and then I'm making 3D images out of those points and how cool. they intersect and things like that. So yeah, this is definitely a pretty good one. Why don't you hop into your to your next one um, while I finish up my 3D model here. Yeah, <laughs> sure. You finish up, as I explain what I think is probably, this might be my tool of the show. I don't know, I've, I haven't fully processed through which one of these I like best, but this is a great one. It is called ThinkTech, and the website is gothinktech.com. We actually know the, the people over at ThinkTech. It's a great group. They're trying really hard and they really believe in this tool and think that it has the power to, to change classrooms. And, and I have to agree with them. And we it would be impossible to do a Swiss Army Knife EdTech tool show without talking about ThinkTech because that that's literally what they are. They are trying to be the all-in-one place for everything, everything really, that you want to do in your classroom. Uh, I'm going to just go through some of the the options here, uh, some of the tools they have. So they've got them all grouped in these like clever little, um, I don't know, like abbreviated saying. So they have a, a Thinkit tool, which allows you to, you know, visualize your student as they're sending in ideas and, and brainstorming, it puts it into that standard word cloud. So there's one thing you can do. Uh, sort it by building flashcards that the students can use with terms and images, all editable by you. Uh, check it. And by check it, they mean you can collect students' written work to open-ended questions and evaluate it. And you can have that done automatically if you like. Sketch it, where you can throw in some PDFs and have your students annotate on top uh, of those PDFs and then submit those to you. You can also give them a blank canvas that they can draw on. As I'm going through these, I want everyone to be thinking about all of the other EdTech tools that do these same things, but do them individually with ThinkTech all in one place, uh, speak it. So you can give every student a voice by recording their audio responses and they can comment back and forth to each other's audio responses. Poll it is a whole class discussion via polling, uh, quizzing. I'm skipping here because there's just so many things. Uh, flip it where students are creating their own flipped classroom video responses uh, as well as creating classroom teams. So, so teaming up your students as little collaborative learning groups within your class and orchestrating that via tech as well as you know they also just want to be a place where you can teach a lesson you can teach a dynamic lesson through think tech while using their different tools 
and I mean the list. Little the list goes on. We could have a we could have a think tech episode, but it's a uh, it's definitely one of the bigger ones you got to talk about if you're doing a Swiss Army knife show. So so give it a look. I will say that be, you know it, it is likely that you already have some tools that you like to use in your class for a lot of these things. You know if I want to. Uh, a collaborative whiteboard space, I'm probably going to go to, you know, whiteboard.fi um, just because that's what I'm used to using. Um, but it may be if you want to invest some time to check this out, maybe ThinkTech can become your one-stop shop. So you don't have to go to nine different places. You might be able to do everything you want just on this one site. So so give it a look for sure. Go thinktech.com. Yeah, so I just went on the site and I just picked one of the different components that they do have uh, some functionality with. And the one that I always look at is the one that I'm the worst at. So I obviously went to sketch it. And uh, <laughs> just looking at this, it's it's cool. It's almost like you, you get a little blank canvas where you can add uh, different shapes, different drawings, different images. You can annotate those images. You could add text and links. It kind of looks like a mini Padlet almost, or any any one of the tools that we brought up that looks like a Post-it bulletin board uh, type feature here, but it allows you to draw on it, and it allows the whole class to have galleries that you could share resources and share projects and things on. I could see this being huge in the classroom, and being able to narrow down your technology into one tool that does many things well, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, and maybe it does eliminate some of the standalone tools that you're buying now, and now you can focus your energy and time on something like ThinkTech. So that's phenomenal. Uh, I, I love that tool. Uh, let's get into the next one. This one made the show a little bit ago, but for a different reason. I think we did the, from this website, we did the uh, EdTech Graveyard, but they also have Tech Junkie Tools. So tools um, at techjunkie.com. So when you go in there, you could see a whole bunch of different tools that you can use for your classroom. So it is very neat. Uh, to see this. Um, right now, I am getting a delay on my side, but I will tell you that there's multiple different conversion tools on here. There are multiple different um, resources that you could use in your classroom by going over to this website. This um, I, I love this tool. It's one of my favorite things. There, there are so many different I guess you said the word conversions. I'll use it too, but it's not limited to just that. So you got to go check it out. But I'll give you a quick example. Uh, If you're you are having your students do some work, and maybe a lot of the a lot of the times these days, if they're writing on a piece of paper or modeling something, I ask them to take a picture of it with their personal cell phone device and submit that to me somewhere. Well, one of the places that our students have to submit work. Um, does not accept the typical file format of an iPhone photograph. iPhone uses something called HEIC. I think it's a smaller file so you can save more photos. Well, they can't submit HEIC files to the the tool that we use for submitting student work. So they have to convert it to something a little more common like a JPEG or a PNG. Well, you can do that conversion with tinywow.com and you can send your students to tinywow.com for a place that has 
literally pick a file type conversion and you can do it here, including other things like trimming down videos, downloading stuff from Facebook, resizing a video, uh, compressions of different files, just a bunch of weird stuff. It, but it's, it's, it's neat just to know that these things are out there. And there's a lot of people that don't know just a regular person can do this type of stuff. You almost feel like you, I don't know, you need to have some type of training or special software and you don't, you just need tinywow.com. It's a good one. For yeah. Sure. So I was going to the old, the old link of uh, tech junkie tools.com. Right. Right. So it is tinywow.com, but I'll tell you the specific reason why I used it. I had an iPhone that I had all my pictures on because, you know, we have kids at home that like to put things in the, in the toilet. He threw my phone in there. I did not have everything backed up uh, to the current date. I think I, w I had two months worth of pictures and stuff that I lost. But luckily, the pictures that I really like or the videos that I really like, I put on Facebook for our family to check out since our family is spread out all over the United States. So what I did is uh, I went to Tiny Wow and I used their Facebook download tool which allowed me to download all the videos that I up, uh, uploaded to Facebook or Facebook Messenger. That's how I originally found this tool. But like uh, Nick said, the hike photo to JPEG it came in clutch too because all the everything on the iPhone turns into a hike file. And when you put it into anything else, or if I send it to my wife who's on Android, it comes up blurry. It w even when she saves it. So this is a great way to get around that. Uh, just check out tinywild.com. Uh, if you search tech uh, junkie at dot tools, you'll you'll get the tiny wow anyway. But awesome Swiss Army knife tool here. Yeah, I was excited to see that one on your list for today. And I was also excited to talk about this next one. It's called IXL. And I got to be honest, I've been getting emails from IXL for, for years now to my school teacher email. I've just been deleting them. I thought it was just some kind of spam. I never bothered to pay attention to it. Uh, so sorry, IXL, for deleting all of your emails that have been coming in. I'm sure it's been full of great stuff because you, you guys have a, a great website. Uh, IXL.com is, is a gigantic hub for personalized learning curriculum and then ways to monitor your student work as well. Uh, like a lot of these sites we've been listing today that have a ton of different things, it's all grouped by uh, by grade level. The reason I like this one is because it starts all the way down at pre-K, but then for, for me and all the other secondary teachers out there, you can take this all the way up to 12th grade. And within each grade level, they call them skills, right? But if you can imagine a skill being uh, you know, basically a lesson or some kind of activity or something your students are going to do. Um, you can click on that grade level and then even within the grade level, they've got subject areas listed out and you can go and see what their these different skills are and click on them and, and use them and use them ready to go. And there's it's great because there's just so many of these things. Um, there's math, language arts, science, social studies, uh, Spanish. They link all of this stuff to standards, uh, which is really important for, for a lot of us as well. The Common Core standards are all connected to everything. 
as your students are working, you can watch their work. You can get feedback on what they're doing with some of the analytic tools they have. And here's the best part. Uh, a lot of these skills and these activities are linked up with more than, let's see, I think their current number is close to 100 of the most common textbooks that are used out there today. So if you are very textbook based, you can find skills on IXL.com that match specific chapters from actual textbooks. Um, so you lump this all together and you have a really awesome spot to go for, for lessons and stuff for your class. So state standards, textbooks, pre-made skills, all tied in with uh, assessments that you can watch and analyze for student understanding. This is the way to go, man. You got to check out IXL.com. I'm going to start checking it out myself. I will no longer be ignoring those emails because it looks really cool. I, too, have been getting emails from IXL. I skim <laughs> over them because, to be honest with you, you know, you go in there. If you want to know about hot topics in education, even though that's not what their newsletter is all about, you go in there and you look at the things they're talking about. And that's some important stuff in education. So I'm glad that you brought up the fact that, uh, you know you're going to start paying attention to IXL because I think it's definitely worth the sit down, the read. I just put all those types of resources that I get in my inbox. I have a, a way of doing things every day. When I get into work, the first thing I do is I watch a TED talk or some type of short video. And then uh, after that, I read an article or I read something that is going to inspire me or give me ideas. And then after that, I get on with my day. But I try to do one, if not both of those things every single day. Uh, because I don't, when I'm at home, I don't really have the time to do that with the three kids running around. So I just build it into the beginning part of my day. And it, it's all good. And I think that's something that would fit into that beginning part of the day thing, uh, routine that I do. Uh, I'm going to go over my last one, which is jitter.video. Uh, it's called Jitter. And here, when I think of Jitter, I think of Canva meets like video animation. So these are just the little animated pictures or graphics that you would see in a video. It makes them move and things like that. So there's text animation. Uh, there's animation presets. There's custom animations that you could do on there. There's video and GIF exports. Uh, and then there's other animated components. So one thing I really like is oftentimes we give students the assignment to make up some type of mock social media account for a famous person. So in let's just choose a Twitter uh, profile. In that, you're going to find out some things that they're a part of, some background information when they're born, uh, their location, all in the profile. But then say that we give the students, they have to come up with a couple of posts. Well, on Jitter, what you could do is you can make posts and you could customize them with a name and whatever it's going to say. And you could put that into a video. So it's almost like giving them that same exercise of creating a social media account in Twitter or Instagram or something like that. Uh, finding out information about that person. But now we could do that in video form. So you could add those animations. And really, if you wanted to embed them into like a Google site or something like that, or 
a slide, you could do that as well. You can make your slide come to life using Jitter and their animations. Yeah, this looks really cool. Um, I, I love this kind of stuff. Obviously, you got you know that, guys, and most of our listeners probably know that too. Um, they've got all kinds of neat templates ready to go, and, and this is a, a super fun one that I'm going to be playing around with in the coming future or in the near future for sure, which leads me to what I believe is our final tool of 10 or technically 11 uh, of these Swiss Army Knife tools. It is called Tiny Tap. And you can find this at tinytap.com. Very similar to some of the other ones I've mentioned. A giant database, a giant collection of resources of what, what they call learning apps. Um, so what does that mean? It kind of depends on what you click on. But you can think about them as games or simulations. Uh, just in a ridiculous amount of categories of whatever you're learning about. So, you know, under math, they've got geometry and basic operations and sense of time and sequences, patterns under language arts. They've got phonics, they've got pronunciation, they've got literature, prepositions, they have uh, science stuff, nature stuff. They even have social skills, like some social emotional learning things, early childhood. And there's just so many of these. I've clicked on a couple of them and they're just cool little interactives that the kids can can work through. They're super engaging, and, and any you know any school aged student is going to enjoy using some of these things. And I put it on this list today of a Swiss Army knife tool, just based on the sheer volume of of things, uh, the sheer volume of you know, you know quantity of what's available. So I I think it kind of doesn't matter what your subject area is, especially if you're an elementary teacher because a lot of this is geared towards younger kids although they have for some for older students as well you're going to find something here that you can use and it, it just looks really awesome so tinytap.com added to the list of awesome you know gaming or simulation type sites for for students and it's uh looks like a really good one yeah my two and four year old love the sesame street uh learning activities that you could do on there so we, we'll sit down every once in a while their screen time is very limited because that's the choice of, you know, my wife and myself is to, sure. to limit that. But, you know, if we could sit down with them and that's going to help them learn the colors and things like that, I, I just think that's a great site, especially for the littles. So if you've listened to us this long, I just wanted to throw this out there. Uh, you've heard in the previous podcast that episodes, at least the recent ones that Nick and I and another uh, EdTech coach, Kyle Nemus, started a site called My EdTech Bundle. Well, I just want to let you know, if you go over to that site, you could get subscriptions, mini subscriptions to a lot of the popular tools for as little as free or just a couple bucks. And so typically you get a small amount of time free to try their premium product of their tool. And then after that, you have to pay. Well, going over to my EdTech bundle allows you to get more time for a minimal fee. Some of them are free. Right now, if you go over there uh, and you want to try out Pear Deck, Nearpod, or Flowcabulary, you can get those three EdTech tools for free, Flowcabulary for a month, and Nearpod, Pear Deck for three months. You can try them for free. So I suggest uh, that you go over and do that. And we have a lot of other tools there where you could start bundling these tools. 
you could get three tools for a low cost of five bucks and it's going to give you an extended trial. And for a lot of us, we only have four months left after January. Uh, so you could pretty much uh, almost get these tools for the rest of the year, try them out. And when you decide to like them, that you like them, maybe that's something that you want to focus on, get your department head or someone to, uh, you know, get that tool for your department. So definitely go over to my tech bundle, check it out. These are all vetted by us three ed tech coaches. These are things that we believe in and that we believe that are very uh, useful in the classroom. So I wanted to remind you of that. thing I want to remind you to do is to follow us um, on all the major podcast players. Also on YouTube, we put out videos uh, pretty frequently on YouTube that gives you little templates that you can download and also how to use those templates along with some other ed tech suggestions. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Nick Got Tech or myself at Guys Got Tech or the podcast that we got teched. Uh, lastly, tell your friends about Got Tech, the podcast. Head over to gottech.com, uh, point out our podcasts, our blogs are over there, and we're also linked to our YouTube channel. Till next time, make sure that you check out some of these Swiss Army knives and let us know which ones you enjoy the most and connect with us on social media. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.